0: Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, June the 25th, 2023. This service was recorded on June the 18th, the third Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon today is by Pastor Lynn Banderob. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Lisa Farley. Thank you to the Lloyd family for sponsoring this week's broadcast for Father Day Memory of Neil Lloyd and Tom Olson. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Good morning. (coughs) Welcome to worship. I invite you to the front part of your hymnal on page 94 for our confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Would you join your voices with mine in the prayer of the day that's printed in your Celebrate insert? God of compassion, you have opened the way for us and brought us to yourself. Pour your love into our hearts, that overflowing with joy, we may freely share the blessings of your realm and faithfully proclaim the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
2: The first reading is from Exodus chapter 19, verses 2 through 8, with the following preface. At Sinai, God assured Israel, you shall be my treasured possession, and commissioned them to serve as mediating priests for the nations. The people commit themselves completely to God's will. The reading. The Israelites had journeyed from Rephidim, entered the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness. Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the Israelites, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you obey my voice, and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession out of all the peoples. Indeed, the whole earth is mine, but you shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. So Moses came, summoned the elders of the people, and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. The people all answered as one, Everything that the Lord has spoken, we will do. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Gospel according to Matthew. Please be seated for the reading. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. <clears throat> Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve and gave them authority over every unclean spirits to cast them out to cure disease and every sickness. <clears throat> These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, Peter and his brother Andrew, James son of Zebedee and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaan, and Judas Iscariot the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of Israel, to the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. Take no gold, no silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey or two tunics or sandals or a staff for the laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you leave. As you enter the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust of your feet and leave that town, house or town. Truly I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. See, I am sending you out like sheep amidst the wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Be aware of them. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The Gospel of our Lord. To you, o Christ. So as I was preparing for this text a couple of weeks ago, as I started thinking about it, God provided me a couple words. The first word he said about three weeks to me was celebrate fathers. And then a couple days ago he said, talk about hope. So we're going to celebrate fathers, and we're going to talk about hope. Our text from Romans has hope listed in it three times. We're told by Paul that it's a matter of faith. Faith. And so as we come to this day, let us celebrate the Father that we all share together. Our triune God. God, Father, God in Jesus Christ and God in the Holy Spirit. You know, our our opening prayer, prayer of the day, said, pour your love into our hearts that overflowing with joy, we may freely share the blessings of your realm. And faithfully proclaim the good news of your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. So that is our prayer as we go forward today. So as I said, hope appears three times in our text. It's a matter of faith. He says, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have attained access to grace in which we stand. We boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. And he tells us why. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us we have such a loving father who created us in his image and he loved us so much that even when we were still in sin and we still are that he poured into us this hope this love into our hearts in immeasurable amounts and this hope that he talks about that we go from this chasm of suffering, endurance, character, and hope, I would suggest to you that that hope is God's hope. It's not our hope. What I mean by that is we can't get from suffering to hope without God. There's a gap there. And it takes God to take us and deliver us to the hope. I'm kind of reminded of Psalm 23, right? I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and I fear no evil because your staff and your rod comfort me. You can't get to there without God taking us. And so I don't want you just to believe my words. I don't want you to believe any word a pastor says if it's not backed up by scripture. So when we have a scripture like this and we want to know more about what this hope is, Let's go to the scripture to learn more about it. In Psalm 62, it says, For God alone my soul awaits in silence, for my hope is from him. For God alone my soul awaits in silence, for my hope is from him. So David said, He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance, my honor, my mighty rock, my refuge in God. God takes us from suffering to hope because it's his hope that he pours into us through the love he gives us, through faith that we receive by grace. And so God loves, stands in this gap for us. And Isaiah has something to say about that to teach us. My ear's not the right shape for this <laughs> mic. Isaiah in chapter 40. If you ever need a scripture text to read to lift you up each day, Isaiah 40 is not bad. He says this. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth he will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom he gives strength to the weary so he gives us strength when we're suffering when we're weary and increases the power of the weak even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall but here it is but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. There's another text that tells us that it's God that takes us from suffering to hope, that his love through our faith, gift of faith through grace, fills that gap for us. And they will soar on wings of eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not be faint. So two texts that very clearly state Hope is from God who takes us from suffering into that hope. What if we don't receive that hope? What if we say, no? Scripture tells us what will happen then as well. And it comes from Proverbs chapter 13. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Is that not the truth? If we don't have God's hope and we stay in suffering, our heart is sick. We become depressed and Satan beats us up. We've heard, uh, maybe you've heard people say, put on the armor of God, Ephesians 6. Put on the armor of God, right? You put on the belt the breastplate, the shoes, the helmet and you wield the sword of Christ which is God's word. And so Paul also says in Thessalonians something about hope. He says, but since we belong to the day so since we live here on earth that is commanded by the evil one let us be self-controlled putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet so Paul is just reiterating what he says in Ephesians 6 about putting on the armor of God he says put on this breastplate of love and faith to protect your heart because I've poured my love into your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit so protect that, hold up that shield So you can stop all those flaming arrows from the one who attacks. And then he says, put on the helmet of salvation, the hope of salvation, God's hope. Because he promises that he's coming. So we put on this helmet to protect our mind. I can tell you, Satan can only get to here, between our two ears. He can't get to our heart because the Holy Spirit has poured that into your heart. The only place Satan can attack is between our ears and our mind. And so he says, put on the helmet and protect yourself. And don't let that happen. Because he's going to take us from suffering to hope. And that will induce endurance and strength in us. Our God has provided everything for us. He fills in this amazing gap that we have to take us from this suffering to hope. What an amazing father we all have in heaven. The other day, I'm sitting at my desk in my clinic. <clears throat> I'm typing away, <clears throat> doing what I do, and, and this thought just drops into my head. And so I know that's not me because a thought just dropped into my head. And it said, remember that research article of 2011? Sure. (laughs) There was a research article uh, that was done back in 2011 by the Christian Post. And it was based on the father's role. Our earthly fathers. Their role in our lives. And I thought, wow, that's pretty good, God. So I went and I looked it back up because I I did remember, yeah, reading that and being taken back by it. So there was this research that they wanted to do to find out how our fathers reflect our spirituality. What impact do our fathers have on us to be churchgoers as we go into adulthood. And they gave some pretty amazing statistics. So I'm going to throw a couple out at you. I'm not going to bore you with a bunch, but I'm going to hit some key points. It said, when moms and dads together go to church, their children have a 74% chance of being... Regular or irregular churchgoers. So 25 won't go at all, but 74 or 75% will remain churchgoers. So that's when mom and dad go together. When it's only mom and dad doesn't come, you ready for this? 2% are regular churchgoers. That's what they found, and 39% were regular or irregular. So 41%. So we've gone from 75% to 41%. Okay? All right, hang on to your seats. What if it's only dad that comes and mom's not coming? 44% regular attendance by their kids. The total of regular and irregular is 60%. So when mom and dad come, 74%. When it's only mom, it's 41%. When it's only dad, it's 60%. Dads, you have such an important role in your families. All of you. Because when you say God is important in your life, your kids take heed. That does not say that moms don't have a role to play, because my mom was everything in my face, not my dad. So research is not the end all and be all, but it does point to something, that what our parents do matters. Incredibly important role, gentlemen, In the spirituality of your children. And to all the young guys that are here. You guys. That when you meet the love of your life. Your role in church matters. Because it tells your children that God's important. The research said something about children tend to take their cues about domestic life from mom. Well, their conception of the world outside comes from dad. So if dad takes the faith in God seriously, then the message to their children is that God should be taken seriously. it confirms the role of father as spiritual leader in our world. I think that's important in a world that is uh, missing some God in it. That, men, you have an incredible role to stand up and be proud of proclaiming God in your life because it matters to your children. So congratulations and thank you to all the gentlemen in this room for being faithful followers of Christ because it means something to our kids. So how do we do that? It's all good and fine to say that um, we go from suffering to hope and God fills in that gap and that spirituality in our household matters because it tells our kids that it matters but how do we do it i always ask of myself in a sermon so what you said all these things so so what why does it matter and here's the easiest answer i can come up with that i, I didn't come up with it, it was the holy spirit keep the first commandment keep the first commandment keep God first because when God's first everything else will just follow if there's one thing that we can all do is just keep God first in everything we do it's really that simple God didn't make it difficult for us it's hard because if Satan gets in between our ears But God says just keep me first That's all I ask So on this Father's Day Let's keep our amazing Father in Heaven First in everything we do There's a song on the radio That's really been speaking to my heart lately And it's funny how these songs always come on When you think, when you just need them and um, it's called First Things First and it's by a a group or a gentleman consumed by fire and the whole song is about keeping God first first things first and I'm going to end with this being played here in a moment we're going to play the last half of the song But I want to tell you what the words say so that you can hear them. It says, I don't want to love what the world loves. I don't want to chase what the world does. I only want you. I only want you. He's keeping the first commandment, isn't he? He's putting God first, not the world. First things first, I'll seek your will, not my own. Surrender all my wants to you. Keep the first things first. To live your truth, to walk your ways, set my eyes, Lord I fix my face on you, all my desires reversed to keep the first things first, to put God out in front, to keep the first things first, all my desires reversed to keep the first thing first. Let's keep the first thing first on this day. Amen. I invite you to stand as we confess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, Amen. Our um, radio broadcast was sponsored by the Lloyd family in Father's Day in memory of Neil Lloyd and Tom Rickles. So thank you for that. Let's um, receive the blessing. Let me go back up here and do that. I invite you to stand and receive today's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord.
0: Liturgy copyright 2021, Augberg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A 729734, all rights reserved.